0: Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's-level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. Hi, Strong Runner Chicks. It's Elena here to introduce our podcast guest, Olivia Ballou. Olivia is an Olympic trials qualifier in the marathon, and will be representing Brooks running. Following high school graduation, Olivia decided to focus solely on academics and took a break from running competitively. She attended the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. After graduating from UNC in 2012, Olivia worked as a full-time research scientist for two years before being accepted into a PhD program at at Indiana University in 2014. While attending IU, Olivia began running again. During this time, she met someone who not only encouraged her running, but who became both her boyfriend and coach, Brad Robinson. Together, they developed a focused training plan of running, strength training, and nutrition. In the three years since Olivia began training again, she has qualified for the 2020 U.S. Olympic Trials in the Marathon with a time of 2.43.15. Olivia has begun her final year of study at IU and will graduate in the spring with a PhD in genome, cell, and developmental biology. She plans to continue pursuing research after she graduates. Thank you for listening, and welcome to the show. It's a special one today because Olivia and I actually got to sit down together and record live, which I think is the first time we've gotten to do that on SRC radio. So enjoy. Hi, Strong Runner Chicks. This is Elena here, and today we are honored to have Olivia Ballou joining us. Olivia, how are you doing today? I'm great, Elena. How are you? Doing well. Yeah. I'm a little tired today. I don't know. I was talking with um, this morning
1: on my run, feeling that I think the lack of sun
0: has made me feel extra tired. Yes,
1: it's so cloudy today. But yesterday, yeah. the sun came out, and I was yeah. basking in the yeah. sun. I just left the building and just... Just tried to soak up some of the sunlight yeah I
0: did the same I went for a little hike afterwards. it's actually after I got out of work I was like I just need to get outside and get away from the people so I went on a little hike yeah so, that's nice so that's what I did so yeah I'm hoping that some sun is on the way soon because I think I need a little vitamin D yeah
1: suppose it's supposed to snow so. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Midwest <laughs> yes yes so we're here in
0: Indiana just enjoying our lovely normal Midwest winters so uh Olivia how did you get your start in running
1: yeah so um I actually started running, I guess, in middle school, um, so our family, we were always, like, not forced to do a, a sport, but we were encouraged to do extracurricular activities, and um, so our, our family always made us, let us choose um, an extracurricular, and I just, I played soccer when I was younger, like, very, very young, and I was just not really good at sports, I just could, didn't have that hand-eye yeah. coordination for those. Um, so in sixth grade, I said, "Hey, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go out for the track team." And but in sixth grade, where I'm from, you, you weren't allowed to play a sport; you could only oh. be the manager. Oh, so we, I like. I went every practice and helped the team and I just kind of fell in love with it. So in seventh grade, when we were actually allowed to run is when I started to run. Um, So I, I, uh, actually, can I tell the story about my very first (laughs) track? So my dad, so I signed up for the track team and I, I go home and I'm like, yeah, dad, they put me in the mile. And he was like. okay sweetie like that's great and I wasn't that athletic but he was like they were so supportive so they come out to the track meet and he says when the gun goes off I just take off (laughs) and he's sitting there he's like oh gosh Olivia she's just gonna go out sprinting and she's she's just gonna die and she's gonna be walking the last two laps (laughs) and he said oh and then you just like didn't stop running and I ended up winning the race and, yeah. and and the high school coach came over to my dad and my dad says he about like shook his arm off oh my handshake. <laughs> so after that I kind of just like fell in in love oh. with running and I mean the rest is history we didn't have a cross-country team in middle school so it was only track mm. and so Every year I was just waiting for track to, for the spring sport, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so you did cross country then your freshman year of high school? Yeah, I did
1: cross country my very, uh, my freshman year of high school. And and we didn't, we also didn't have indoor track. So it Mm -hmm. was just cross country and um, track in the spring. But I did swim two of my years and just Mm -hmm. to help kind of keep my uh, cardio up. Yeah. So,
0: and did you run for all four years in high school? I did.
1: Yeah. Um, so it it was a bit of a transition period. So when I started running, I loved it. Yeah. And by the end of my, um, by the end, my senior year, I just really fell out of love with the sport. Mm -hmm. I I felt like I wasn't running for myself anymore. And I was running because it was the expectation, you know, I had, I had set our school records. I had done all this and it was just like just trying to check more boxes and I didn't feel like I was doing it for the right reasons anymore right so I actually completely stopped after my senior year of high school so
0: yeah but that's really awesome that you could acknowledge that you just like were like hey like I'm not feeling it like this I'm just not doing it for the right reason so when you stopped then and Sorry college you did you find anything else to do or you just kind of took a break
1: from um, everything I I really just completely took a break yeah. I I mean I had offers to run in college and I was just like I just don't think I'd be happy yeah doing this and yeah. so I just focused on school while I was um while I was uh running and I went to I went to UNC for uh for undergrad go Tar Heels um <laughs> we actually uh aren't so good in basketball this year but that <laughs> might be a horrible thing to say to say <laughs> So, yeah, I took nine years off after running um, and just didn't didn't run at all. I mean, I ran a little bit. I would do the, like, oh, you know, run for a week. I'm going to start running again and then just completely die off. And so it was kind of just like that for about nine years after, um, after my senior year of high school. I never really trained again. Yeah. So.
0: And, like, that's something, too, for a lot of people who did run in high school. Like, a lot of us feel like we have to go, we have to run in college. But I feel like, like, now it's becoming more common where you don't feel like more people are sharing, just like you are, that, like, you don't have to run in college, even though you might have been a good runner in high school. It's okay to take that time and take that break. And so you did. You took the nine years that you needed to.
1: And going off of that, actually, um, I ask this question a lot to myself is, you know, where would I be today if mm-hmm. I had run in college? And and yeah. obviously my mind is going to go to, the, and it's horrible because I'm the, you know, the hardest critic on myself is right. could I have been better than I am now? Mm-hmm. But the alternative is my legs are young still, if that makes yeah. sense, because I, I didn't run in college. And yeah. so, you know, would I have been burnt out? Would mm-hmm. I have found the marathon right. if, if I had run in yeah. college? And I don't think that's the case I don't think I would be where I Mm -hmm. am if I had run in college yeah that's actually really interesting
0: yeah thank you for sharing
1: (laughs) so thinking back on now so now you're running you've
0: qualified for the (laughs) Olympic trials so what has it been like what got your interest back into after that nine-year hiatus kind of going off and on of running what kind of got you back in fell back in love with the sport
1: yeah so um, I actually started dating a guy who is now my boyfriend and he's also my coach, which <laughs> uh, that's a, uh, we'll get into that story. But, um, it was one of our very first dates and we're both very like outdoorsy, active people. And so I said, Hey, let's go on a run thinking in my head, I was really going to impress him with my running skills. Cause I used to be a good runner and he was a coach. And so, and it went horrible. <laughs> he, I we wanted to go on, like, a five-mile run, I okay. think. And it ended up being three miles because Aww. I was just... I was dying. <laughs> yeah. And about probably two to two and a half miles in, I said, Brad, you could just, like... You don't have to wait for me. I was feeling pitiful for myself. I just wanted to have a pity party by myself for not running well. And he was like, no, Olivia, like, we went on this run together. We're going to finish this run together. I'm here to, you know, spend time with you. I'm here to... Uh, you know, support you. So we're going to finish this together, which was really nice. Um, So then, like, after that, I I had kind of started running a little bit. And Bloomington is so accessible, you know, with the Beeline having the entire Urban Trail. And then the Rail Trail, which is another trail, it's just very accessible for runners. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of started running again. And then Brad told me he was going to this one-mile race and I said, well, can I tag along too? <laughs> and the one mile race is the Monumental Mile. And it's um, it runs down the last like main road of Monument, uh, the Monumental Marathon. And so down Meridian Street to the big uh, statue or the monument in Indianapolis, yeah. um, which is deceiving because you, at the start of the mile race, you can see the monument and you're like, Oh, that's not far. Oh, and then you're running, and yeah. you're like, it's not getting any closer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I was so nervous for mm-hmm. this, like, uh, this one-mile race. I I don't think I've – I haven't been so nervous for a race. And I talked about it the entire week. You know, I, don't, I just want to break seven minutes. And I honestly, I didn't think I could break seven minutes. And I was really stressed and I, to the point I think Brad just wanted to be like, yeah, just sh- – be quiet about <laughs> like oh I'm tired of hearing about this race, yeah, so um, I did end up running a six twenty two and I think after that race, I just yeah. felt inspired and and like realized that I actually did miss competing and yeah. working hard, mm-hmm. and so after that, that's when I kind of started running again, yeah, which is interesting because um i I like asked Brad because he's a coach I didn't know anybody else Mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to coach myself at the time right um if he would coach me Mm -hmm. and it was an absolutely not like no hard no (laughs) and I begged him for a couple of weeks and he said he finally said like okay I'll coach you but we'll see how it works out yeah so how did how's it worked out like how's it going yeah so it wasn't it wasn't great at first. so we act, I mean he said no for a really long time and he sa- finally said yes and um it was it was interesting trying to work out those different roles. Mm-hmm. Uh so he it was it was kind of like we had to, he had to put on two different um it was just two different people and compartmentalizing those people. Right. Um so it was I had to say like Brad I need a coach response right now or Brad I need uh, a boyfriend response right now, and and since you know our relationship has evolved as not only like significant others, but as you know, coach athlete. Yeah. He kind of knows me well enough, and we know each other well enough to know now. He I don't have to explicitly say what kind of response I need. He kind of knows, and so it's just easy for us to. Um, it's easy now, but it it really wasn't, and and he actually told me to find another coach. Yeah. Um. For. For a bit, right? And, but we finally we finally figured it out. So
0: that's awesome. So now that he's been coaching you, you have made it for the Olympic trials. So how has that been? Juggling, your, you're a PhD student here at IU. So you're juggling that. You're juggling your training for the Olympic trials. How's how's that balance been for you?
1: Um, yeah. So it so running. You know, I started when I started back. It was just a recreational type of running, and so. Um, Uh, it it kind of evolved so gradually that it's hard to say that, you know, what it is now wasn't what it was Mm -hmm. when I started. And, um, my, my boss or mentor Sonny Lacefield was just like really awesome Mm -hmm. about supporting me and supporting not just, you know, my, my academic or science goals, but also, you know, this goal as well. And, um, it kind of evolved and when, you know, running was taking a little more time She really was awesome about, you know, talking and and trying to figure out the best way for me to do both things. And so we've kind of come to the agreement that as long as I'm getting my work done and I'm being productive, it doesn't matter what time I come in. And so a lot of times when I was um trying to qualify for the Olympic trials, I was coming in the lab at six AM or, you know, midnight or ten PM and that, that was okay just because I can't run at, at midnight, but I can do lab work at midnight, and so, um, I really think that, uh, I, I picked the best, I got lucky with Sunny, uh, yeah. she, um, I can't say that all PIs would be so, um, accepting or so, uh okay open with this kind of you know having two dreams or having two realities and she's just been really really supportive and I don't think I don't think I'd be where I am today if it wasn't for her support
0: yeah so that's awesome you're so you are you're lucky to have that and just having the support system it kind of is a testament to how much like it's not just us and our our skills and our abilities it's those people that are there that are helping us and getting us to where we're going to be yeah and the support
1: system is awesome and yeah. i know this is strong run tricks but she's also <laughs> a really strong female yeah. in science and so you know I think it's that's great awesome. having like strong female role yeah. models in all aspects is, yeah is really great
0: yeah we need those people who empower us and believe in us and Us to get our goals because who knows, maybe you're going to be the next strong runner chick and science chick (laughs) You'll be out there, we'll be seeing you in some cool magazine or something like that in the future. Um, So with your uh, training and this part of like the Olympic trials journey, what's been the most rewarding part of this journey for you so far?
1: Yeah, um, so I think there's two aspects to that question. Uh, So internally, I think the most rewarding is proving to myself that I can do these hard things. Um, mm. So it's really common in science um, to have what's called imposter syndrome. Mm. And that's just feeling mm. like you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is it reverberates with running as well. And so, you know, in my first um, really big race as an elite i lined up in atlanta to the for the road to gold race after i qualified um it was my first time being around a lot of really fast Mm -hmm. amazing women and and i felt like i don't know if if i belong here and so proving to myself you know i i ended up doing really well in that race and and just proving to myself that you know i can do these things and that i belong here is is one aspect that's, uh, very rewarding to me internally, but I think it's also very rewarding just to, like, be with the running community. Yeah. Um, there's so many amazing people and it's just really rewarding to watch other people obtain their goals. Mm-hmm. I think I, I get joy out of watching somebody set a goal, work really hard and, and achieve that because it's just that raw emotion that you see that, you know, they've worked hard. Right. And, um even not just runners that I'm watching, but even with the marathon, I think there's something magical about mm-hmm. it that we're all out there working really hard together, yeah and I remember um if you know sarah peace yes. she she runs yeah. here um she runs for Wazelle. i I think it was at like mile eighteen or something at Boston. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me, we're running together and she, I, I kind of drop off a little bit cause yeah. I'm getting a cup of water and I'm trying to take my gel and she looks at me and she doesn't realize that I'm doing that. She just thinks I'm falling back and she mm. says, come on yeah. Olivia. And so just having that, yeah. you know, support system, I think that's really rewarding to know that there's those types of people out and yeah. runners are just like. Some of the best type of people, I think. Yeah, so no. I may be biased, but... Well, I guess we all would be, too. But I
0: think we meet some of the most amazing people through running, and it doesn't have to be that maybe that person is a runner, too, but they were a runner. and Yeah. We just have that shared connection. And Like you said, the marathon's extra special. After running my first marathon, like, I can totally relate now. Like, yeah. We're like, we're all in this together. It kind of gets to that point where you're like, not really competing against each other at a certain point, except for at the Olympic trials, so those top
1: few women. Yeah. But,
0: you know, when you're going to be back there, like, racing, like, it's going to be kind of, like, you're all just, you're just working together. Working together to, mm-hmm. you know,
1: achieve, be the best version of ourselves that we can.
0: Right, be. yeah. And so, and within having these other runners in your system, in our, um, kind of, in our community, in our network, there's obviously, we know, tough times through training and for running. So, having, doing this is such a big goal. Like, it takes so much to, out of your time like you said you sometimes you'll be at your lab till like midnight and having to balance your runs too so it is difficult having to do all this so how like how do you feel like mentally and emotionally now like we're here a few weeks out from the Olympic trials now So, how,
1: how are you feeling <laughs> I think you're asking me this at the like absolute <laughs> I'm in my last like really hard week of training yeah and pe- people think it's all just like great and shiny and like, you know, running races and doing this and running fast. And people have asked me, you know, like, how are you doing? And I'm just, and my honest answer is I am so sick of running right now. yeah And, and it, but I think that's the point. That's the perfect point to be at. That Mm -hmm. means I put in as much work mentally and physically as I possibly can Mm -hmm. before the race yeah um because if I went into the race just feeling like I had so much more energy right that could have been used in training Mm -hmm. um so I think the difficult part isn't the actual race it's it's the day-to-day grind that really wears you down and and going out you know and running those miles at lunch or, you know, having to skip lunch, not skip lunch, but yeah. run during your lunch break. And then you're eating lunch, standing up because you have to get mm-hmm. back to stuff. That's, that's the hard part is, is the daily grind Yeah. and feeling tired and just deciding to get out there and do it anyway.
0: Yeah. No, that's, and it's not easy. That's, like, a decision you have to make, a decision, like, when you're tired, like you said this morning, you were going to get up, you had your alarm set at 5 to get up and go on your run, but, like, you're like, no, I'm just too tired, so you'll get it done later
1: today, but knowing that, like, the weather's not going to be great later, but you're still, you'll still get out there and get it done. Yeah, sorry, Natalie, I have to make a shout out. (laughs) Natalie is the girl I was supposed to run with this morning, and... I ditched her. <laughs> well, she found she found uh, me and another Stacey to run
0: with, so we worked it out. We're... That's a really good
1: thing about Bloomington. I have to make a shout out to the runners here. Is there's always there's so the community here is so great that there's always somebody to run with, and you can always find somebody to run with, which makes you know getting out the door a lot easier. I think
0: definitely. And if you're listening and you're around the Indianapolis or Bloomington area, we have a group of us that meet up and run together so Olivia runs with us sometimes it's fun to have her and learn from her experiences as well um and so another thing is like as you're juggling all this you said sometimes you have to eat lunch standing up so how is like that feeling like you have to eat like so much like your your average mileage
1: like what is your average um, mileage? um so right now i'm i'm hitting anywhere from like 80 to a hundred yeah. miles. I did hit 101 yeah. one time during training and that <laughs> was a milestone for me. Yeah. I've always wanted to hit a hundred miles. Yeah. Um, but right now a um, hundred was a little bit too much for mm-hmm. me. So, um, I'm hitting about
0: 90.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, That's but the fueling is just, yeah, the fueling is really, really hard. And, yeah. um, I think this season, it's actually been the hardest for some reason. I mean, I'm not putting in significantly more mileage, but some reason I just haven't had the time to f- to fuel as much as I want to. And I'm, I'm, I have been struggling to eat as many yeah. calories as I need. And sometimes yeah. it's just, I, I find myself sitting up at like 10 o'clock at night, <laughs> just stuffing more food into my body because I know that I haven't, eaten enough yeah today and yeah. um that was really hard I think the fueling was a really hard thing for me to grasp early on and um there was one day I just like I wasn't feeling well and my workouts like or the past for a few weeks I just wasn't feeling well I felt like I wasn't finishing workouts strong I was finishing them but it was kind of like grasping at those strings, like, let right. me just finish. Yeah. Like just pulling it mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And so, um, another former runner, Anna, well, not a former runner. She's yeah. still a runner. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anna Weber from Wazelle mm-hmm. as well, um, had posted about this app that she tracks her macros and the amount of calories that she needs. And yeah. so I, I did that. I was just like, I just want to see. Yeah. And I noticed that I was severely under eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, I I just don't realize, like, how much I actually needed to eat. And so I just started just eating spoonfuls of peanut butter, a lot of oatmeal, a lot of, like, really hearty foods. Um, And I've been running... I've run, like... I'm running faster than I was then. Mm -hmm. And I'm finishing Mm -hmm. workouts a lot stronger. And I... um, I just feel generally, like, better. Yeah. And so... I think that was the the hard thing is grasping that I just wasn't eating enough. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't gain any weight, really. Just stayed the same, and, and I get to eat more, so. Yeah.
0: Um, what was it? The other week, you, like, showed a picture. You had, like, ate, like, you a can of something. You're
1: eating, like, a... <laughs> the like, collard greens. Collard <laughs> greens, yeah. <laughs> I love, I think that's the, like, southern in me that I just love collard greens yeah so uh my my granddad's a farmer and he farms collards so if you're ever in North (laughs) Carolina go out go and check out uh Hawkins Farms they sell pumpkins and collards and so I grew up eating collards and I can't get those good southern collards from in the Midwest, so I have to go with canned collards. Oh, wow. I was going
0: to say, like, that was, like, a really random thing. I don't know if I really ever ate collard greens besides, like, they might have been in a salad randomly or something. But Yeah, that is, like, a
1: staple. Yeah. Wow. So the collard greens have fueled you to this. Yes, that's it, the collard greens. (laughs) Um, Maybe they can sponsor you out there. Yeah. So I um yeah, I've come to, like, I'll just have to open a can of something and just eat, you know, yeah. chickpeas or just eat yeah. some collard greens right. or just, like, spoonfuls of peanut butter, whatever yeah. I can get in mm-hmm. to eat. And yeah. I I wouldn't say I'm necessarily, like, the cleanest eater because I don't really believe in yeah. eating clean all the time. Yeah. I love, I have such a sweet tooth, and I love, like, gummy worms. Yeah. It's, like, my favorite. So, you know, if I want to eat that or if I'm mm-hmm. craving it, I'm going to eat it, because yeah. if I don't, I'm just going uh, to I'm gonna, gonna be miserable, yeah. and I'm not going to run any faster, so, yeah. you know, why not treat yeah. myself?
0: Yeah, and it doesn't have to even be, like, treating yourself. It's just part of your yeah. normal diet. Just like, birds, whatever yeah. it is you want to eat, like, you've got it, and I think, was it, um... Jacqueline Alnays, I, on her Instagram, she, like, for her marathon, she was eating gummy worms or some sort of sour Yeah, they're too, the so. best. They're so, so good. So maybe there's something behind it that yeah. can help you as you're fueling for your marathon. Collard greens <laughs> and gummy worms.
1: That's it. <laughs> oh, <Whoa,
0: the magic. laughs> So um, as the Olympic trials are coming up sooner, uh, what are you most looking forward to afterwards? So well, as you said, you're tired. Like, you're kind of mm. getting a little bit. You're on that line of, like, all right, like, I need a break. Like, I'm ready for it. So, like, what's this thing you're like? kind of getting you to that line, like, through the marathon as you're running, you're like, alright, I'm gonna be thinking about this
1: when I'm done,
0: or... I, yeah, you yeah. know what, I
1: haven't actually thought much yeah. of post, um, post-Olympic yeah. trials. Yeah, you just I, I know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm really ready for a break. Yeah. And I say that now when I'm tired.
0: Right. And mm-hmm. then when
1: it actually comes to the, you know, break, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go stir-crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm just hoping to, you know, actually be able to spend more time with my friends yeah
0: uh, yeah because
1: that's that's a really hard thing uh I'm gonna eat some Taco Bell uh, yes <laughs> I, and I'm not saying you can't eat Taco Bell it just upsets my stomach so I can't yeah. like yeah. that that's hard for training <laughs> but um I'm going to sit on the couch hang out with my cats uh watch a bunch of Netflix there you go. so I don't really have like a, yeah. a, a set plan of what I'm gonna yeah. do um I am writing my dissertation right now yeah so I think that break is gonna be really good just to like have a lot of time yeah. just to write yeah definitely um, and so that's another point is that Sunny mm-hmm. my boss I'll just remind my boss uh knew that you know like I'm yeah. training a lot and so she told me at Christmas like of you just start writing an hour a day yeah and and I needed to start early because she knows I just don't have right the time and she knows I hate writing so she was like mm-hmm. just start now and an hour a day just write some and so I think once the trials are over I will have more time to actually write, yeah, which it, which will be nice.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good reminder. Like for anything that we have going on in life, just like spending an hour a day, like it's those tough things. Like you can just do it for an hour. Do you like set an alarm for yourself? Oh, or? I do.
1: Uh, so I I do, and I actually split it up into two 30 minute segments.
0: Oh, that's
1: um, yeah, that's great though, because you're like, yeah, yeah, you
0: need that little brain break.
1: Yeah, so I write for thirty minutes. I'll take a little break, and then I'll write for another thirty minutes. And the best thing, honestly, is to get home and I think this is for running as well it's just like don't let yourself sit there and think about it Mm -hmm. and just like do it do it yeah because if you let yourself sit there and think about it you're gonna think oh well like maybe I won't do it maybe I will do it or um but just going ahead and not thinking about it and just diving (sighs) right in just and you get it done so much faster yeah no I can think so,
0: too, yeah. Like, if it's, like, a bad weather or something, you're just like, well, whatever, I'm just going to go out there, I'm going to get it done, and then
1: mm-hmm. we feel a little better after we get it done. So. Yeah, Oh, you always feel better yeah. after you get it done. It's just yeah. the initial getting, like, out the door or yeah. starting that writing, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the hard part.
0: No, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, so, as we start to kind of wrap it up a little bit, what's currently making you thrive right now?
1: Uh. So you said you're a little tired, but there's something that's um, keeping you motivated. There's something out there, yeah, this, this big race in Atlanta is kind of keeping me motivated, but yeah. i I feel like what I'm thriving on one is realizing that you know I've been putting in some workouts that I never thought mm. I could do, yeah, and um that's that's really pushing me forward and just knowing all of the people that are behind me supporting me, Mm -hmm. um, is really helping me thrive right now. It's just having the support system and knowing that people are are on my side and they are pulling for me. is is kind of what's getting me to the Olympic trials right now. Definitely.
0: And you have kind of a good group of people coming down to watch you. Yeah. So, um,
1: I have my entire family, uh, obviously, Brad, yeah. Um, some of the uh, Jacqueline from our yeah. run group, uh, and I think I think there's more. Kalani is mm-hmm. going yeah. as well, um, and then I have an entire other family wow. in Indy, and then so my roommate, um, oh. which I never t- I t- didn't yeah. talk about Alyssa, but yeah. she is amazing. She kind of helped me get to where I am today um, with the nutrition. She actually got me on the path of healthy oh, okay. eating. Um, but her entire family is driving from Michigan oh, wow. oh, to so come sweet. down oh, too. Gosh. So, um, yeah, wow. there's just, and then my two training partners are yes. running the half the next day. Yeah, So there's just, that's and awesome. yeah, there's so many people. Yeah. It's just amazing. Wow. Oh, I feel like I have to name everybody, but you know who you are. Larry, I forgot to n- name you, but I know you're coming, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all those people that are going to be there cheering for Olivia. Yeah. I'm sure she's so
0: thankful to have you there. Um, And so, as we finish up now, what does
1: being a strong runner chick mean to you? Yeah. Um. So, I think a strong runner chick is not necessarily going out and being just, like, awesome every day Mm -hmm. and um I've said this before I that strong runner chicks I think are just putting in the best that you can for that day yeah and that doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean giving a 100% every day but you know if you're feeling down or if you're feeling like not okay and 80% is all you can give that day then give 80% but just giving like what you can for that day, and acknowledging that, you know, some days are going to be better than others, and just getting through that, I think, yeah. is is what a strong run check means, and I think supporting each other, mm-hmm. and, and knowing that there's support, I guess I would put it as camaraderie and competition. Yeah. So, you know, you want to be out there, and obviously you want to win, but supporting others, especially in the marathon or other races that, you know, that are your competition mm-hmm. and pulling each other to do the best that we all can mm-hmm. is also like, I think what a strong runner chick is.
0: Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I think you the theme of what you've shared today is just like those people who have been there for you and, or continue to be there, and who will be there, no matter if you're running or not running. Like, and then you're gonna be thankful because you'll have some more time to spend with them. Here yeah, I yeah.
1: <laughs> can't wait. Yeah,
0: and so for anybody out there who's listening, how can others best connect with you or reach out with you?
1: Yeah. Um. So if if you ever have any like actual like running running um questions or anything about that, you can. The easiest way to to find me is either through my university email, which you can find online, or my Instagram. Um, it's obaloo, but you can probably just search Olivia Baloo and well, find me. Yeah, we'll link it below on the show notes. So thank you, Olivia, for joining us
0: today, and good luck at the trials, and we'll, we'll hear about it on SRC Radio after, after it goes. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chicks.